This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a great honor to be here at BYA. So I'm assuming BY stands for Beis Yaakov, right? Beis Yaakov Academy. So as uh, Rebetzin Reisman mentioned, I have a long-standing connection to BYA, even though I've never been in this building and I didn't even know where it was. I knew it was somewhere around the Avenue M. My wife uh, went to BYA for high school, so, and she taught me everything I know. So I'm, I guess I'm also a Talmud of BYA. So I want to thank uh, Rebetzin Reisman for giving me the opportunity to share a few words with you. Um, when I was younger, I really and truly admired uh, Rabbi Saul Reisman, one of the greatest teachers of Torah today. And that had a very big hashpah on me. And so I thank uh, the Rebetzin for this great opportunity. I want to acknowledge the presence of a very dear friend of uh, our uh, Machon, um, Dr. Zakheim, who is really a pillar of all of our shiurim. All of the shiurim are sponsored by her mishpacha. And I appreciate her coming today to join us. You forgot to say her most important vehicles. What's that? My Chavrusa. That's right. <laughs> Actually, I forgot that now, but when I saw Dr. Zakheim, I said that, guess where I'm speaking? I'm speaking, uh, your Chavrusa invited me to speak uh, in the yeshiva. Okay, everyone, I'm not sure yet what I'm speaking about. But let's tell them I'm not available. Okay, so let's begin by piggybacking off uh, what Rebetzin Ryzen said, that when it comes to Kabbalah Satoiro, we have to yearn for it, we have to anticipate it, we can't just let it come to us, but this is something we were counting down to for 49 days. And the counting toward it is extremely important. You know, there's a very basic question. We count 49 days of Sfirah until we get to the Yom of Shavuos, but we start counting on the second day of Pesach, the day after we left Mitzrayim. Why don't we start counting on the first day? Why wait till the second day? Isn't that unusual? We're counting toward Kabbalah Satayra. We're counting from when HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. So why do we start on day two? We should start on day one. If you look in Shir HaShirim, there's a Pasuk that says, Moshcheni acharecha narutza. Rebellion Shalom, pull me and I'll run after you. Pull me and I'll come after you. Says Targum Yonasan ben Uziel that this refers to when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Anani HaKavayt to Klal Yisrael. Hashem gave us the clouds of glory, the Anani HaKavayt. And Klal Yisrael were so overwhelmed when we saw the divine presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He said, Rebellion Shalom, you're with us, you're together with us, you're leading us. Take me to Har Sinai. Mashcheni, pull me. Acharecha narutza, I'm going to run after you. When did the Anani HaKavit come? We know Klal Yisrael left Ramses on the first day of Pesach. And we went from Ramses to where? To Sukkos. So on the first day, how do we get from Ramses to Sukkos? Anybody know? Vo'esta eschem al kanfei nesharm. Hashem lifted us up 
on Kanfei Nesharim. So, technically speaking, we didn't have the Ananiya covered yet until we got to Sukkot on the second day, and then on the second day of Pesach, where the Rebbein Shem showed us his Shechina, we said, wow, you're really with us to this extent? We want to run after you to Sinai, take us to Sinai. So let's think about that. On the first day of Pesach, even though we were headed to Sinai, we don't start counting Sphira, because the purpose of Sphira is not, okay, when is Shavuos? The purpose of Sphira is to yearn for the Torah, to thirst for the Torah, to pine for the Torah, because actually Torah without thirsting for it is not Torah. You know there's an interesting halacha? If you drink water and you're not thirsty, you don't make a bracha. You know that? There was once a big tamachacham, he was speaking, and he had a frog in his throat, he had a, <coughs> a hoarse voice, so he asked for some water, he drank the water, so it was a bracha. You don't make a bracha. You don't make a bracha. If you're not thirsty, you don't make a bracha on water. You know there's a shaila, let's say a day before a fast day, a lot of people drink a lot of water, not because they're thirsty, they don't want to be dehydrated the next day. Shmuel Felder of Lakewood Paskins, you don't make a bracha. Because you're not thirsty. You're not drinking because you're thirsty, you're drinking, so you shouldn't be dehydrated tomorrow. Shmuel Kamenetsky argues. But it's an interesting shayla. But if you drink orange juice, you make a bracha whether you're thirsty or not because it has flavor. If you drink water, you only make a bracha if you're thirsty. Taira is compared to water, not orange juice, says the Chafetz Chaim. Because if you don't want it, if you're not thirsting for it, if not yearning for it, that's not really Torah. The definition of Torah is something you can't be without. A good friend of mine, actually he's a Meshulach, he told me, a Sephardi guy, he told me that he was very close with Rabbi Vadya Yosef. That Rabbi Vadya, the minute Yom Kippur was over, the minute Tisha B'av was over. Rabbi Vadya would run to the Gemara like somebody who was in a desert for three days and hadn't taken any hydration for three days. He ran to it with so much cheshek like you can't imagine. So the day we left Mitzrayim, we don't count Svira because we weren't yet yearning for Sinai. We start counting on the second day because that's when the Anani HaKavoyed came and we said, So how do you feel about Shavuos? You're into it? You know, the boys, they stay up all night, Shavuos night, and they learn. What is the connection of a girl to the Yom of Kabbalah Satara? So I want to share with you a story. I heard this story many years ago, actually from a very great person. And I recently bought the book. And about 65 years ago, a bris milah took place. This bris milah was for the grandson of Ramosha Chavroini, and at this bris milah, it was like a who's who of all the G'dayle Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. You had over there the grandson of the Chafetz Chaim, the grandson of the Slanama Rebbe, the grandson of the Vizhnitz Rebbe, the grandson of the Ger Rebbe, the grandson of the altar of Navardik, the grandson of the altar of Kelm, and the grandson of the altar of Slabotka. And who was invited to speak at this event? Rabbi Cheskel Sarna. So let's keep things as simple as possible. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Rabbi Cheskel Sarna knew how to stir the pot. And that's what he did. 
He got up at a bris milah, at a random bris milah, and he said, in the last 100 years, who is the most influential person in the Jewish people? And he started pointing. He, yeah, you. You think it was your grandfather, the Chafetz Chaim. You. You think it's your Zayda, the altar of Slabotka. You think it's the grand, your grandfather, the altar of Navardik. You think it was the Gera Rebbe. He had more Chassidim, he had more Svarim. And I'm here to tell you, it was none of them. And the people basically were up in arms. They wanted to pull Rabbi Cheskel Sarno off the podium. They said, Rabbi, sit down. Well, there's a brismila, why are you causing trouble over here? But he went at it, he didn't stop. Rabbi Cheskel Sarno says, I want to tell you that the most influential person in the last 100 years never learned to block Gemara. They said, Rabbi, just, just sit down, okay? Stop stirring the simcha. And he continued at it. He said, I'm going to tell you the name, and when I tell you the name, you, grandson of the Chafetz Chaim, you, grandson of the Gera Rebbe, you'll acknowledge what I'm saying. And in fact, they did, when he said the most influential person in the last 100 years was Sarashner. It's interesting, because... See, the mic can't handle this. Okay. <laughs> what did I do? Nah. If it can't handle this, I don't know what it's going to do with the rest of this year. We're done? Testing? Yeah. You have a few more? No, we'll try this one. Okay. So I was in the Svarim store, and I told this story over to uh, the guy selling the Svarim, and he said, actually, Rav Aaron Cutler said a very similar thing. Rav Aaron Cutler said that all of Torah in Klal Yisrael today in America is because of one individual who never learned the Black Gemara. Rabbitson Vichna Kaplan. I don't believe stories, you should know. I don't believe any stories. I have to know where it says it, who said it. I, need to, I said, is it in the book? He said, he thinks it's in the book. So I bought the book. The book's like 600 pages. I don't have time to read 600 pages. So I called up the author. The author is Rebetzin Leibowitz, who is the Rebetzin of my Rosh Hashiva, Zechitzak Levracher, of Henech Leibowitz. And I know her. She, she's our Rebetzin. Said Rebetzin, did Rev. Aaron Cutler say that all Torah in America is because of one individual? She said, Yeah, I think so. He said something like that. I said, Rebetzin, is it in your book? She said, It's in the book. I said, What page is it on? She said, I'll call you back. She called me back 20 minutes later, page 344. Rev. Aaron Cutler knew that for Yiddish guy to flourish in America, there needs to be advanced learning. And if there's advanced learning, there needs to be people to marry people who are learning on an advanced level. And Rev. Aaron Kotler says, Torah in America is because of Rebbe Tzinvichna Kaplan. So, so she told me as an aside a very interesting thing. I said, are you related to Rebbe Tzinvichna Kaplan? She said, everyone thinks I'm related to her. I have no relation to her at all. I was a very rambunctious young girl. And Rebetzin Kaplan would tell me how wonderful I am, how wonderful I am. So I wrote this book about her. 
And Hashkocha had it that right now my great granddaughter is engaged to marry the great grandson of Rebetzin Vichna Kaplan. Very interesting. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes to Moshe Rabbeinu. He says, So everybody knows Beis Yaakov refers to the Nashim. Tell the Nashim about Kabbalah Satayra, and then tell the Anashim. So the question is, okay, we know we have to tell the Nashim. But why first? Why do you need to tell them first? Says Ramosha Feinstein, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu understands that the most influential force in the Jewish people are the Nashim Tzidkaniyas of Kal Yisrael. They are the Yisoyed of Kabbalah Satayra. Without them, there's no Torah at all. We need to get them on board first, and then and only then, we have a future to be Mechabal and then I remembered, you know, I'll tell you a little secret. I grew up in Flatbush at, on Avenue M and East 31st Street. And when I was a Bachar, I used to walk from Avenue M and East 31st to S and Ocean Parkway. You know what's on S and Ocean Parkway? The shul of Harava Vigdor Miller, Zechazak Levracha. Nice try. Okay. <laughs> so I used to go to Rav Miller's shir for about three years when I was a Bachar. And I heard Rav Miller say an even more astounding statement. I heard Rav Miller say that all the Torah that we have today is also because of one individual who never learned the Blat Gemara, never went to Yeshiva, and every word of Torah that we learn today is because of this individual. So Rav Miller said, who are we talking about? So there's an ordinary shepherd, and he's shepherding the sheep of the wealthy landowner, Kalba Savua, and he's noticed by his master's daughter, and she's looking at this guy, what a pity, what a shame, he had noble character, he had a wonderful personality, he had intelligence, but he was a waste, he wasted his life. You know, back in the day, if you were an Amar Aretz, you hated Tamid HaChachamim, because to be a Tamid HaChachamim was a mark of aristocracy. In fact, Akiva said, Give me a rabbi, I'm going to bite his head off. And Rachel started to urge this Akiva. She said, you wasted your life. You need to go to yeshiva. You need to make something out of yourself. And she pledged to him that if he makes something out of himself, she would be his wife. And he went away to learn for 12 years. And he comes back after 12 years and he overhears a guy, an old man, talking to his wife and saying, "What? Well, you're out of your mind. You let your husband go away for 12 years. He doesn't do carpool. He doesn't help you out. He doesn't... He's not around. And she said, if he would listen to me, I would tell him to go back for another 12 years. And that's what Rabbi Kiva did. And after 24 years, he comes back with 24,000 students. I learned in a big yeshiva, 400 Talmidim. Can you imagine 60 times that amount? There's an army of Talmidei Chachamim following Akiva, and Rachel comes running to her. Nobody knows who, who she is. And they want to stop her, and Rabbi Akiva said, No, no, let her go. Shali v'shalachem shela. It's all because of her. But we know what happened to these 24,000 Talmidim. They all died. 
And then Rabbi Akiva went to the south. And he taught five Talmidim, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar. Vehem heim hamidu Torah. All the Torahs because of them. And therefore Rabbi, Meir, Rabbi Miller would say, every word of Torah that was ever learned since then in the history of Klal Yisrael is because of Rachel Eishas Rabbi Akiva. So I want to tell you a little thing. I have the great zechus to give shiurim to young boys, to teenagers, to adults, to senior citizens. Chasidim, all kinds of Jews. Svardim, full gamut. And when you see someone who has a thirst for learning, a cheshek for learning, and their eyes have a sparkle in it, you know there is a mother behind them or a wife behind them encouraging them. That is the yisoid. You could you could spot it in a second. You know, about two years ago, on January first, hundreds of thousands of Jews attended either live or through satellite hookup the Siyam Hashas of the Daf Yomi. What's Daf Yomi? Everybody knows. You learn a page a day. And after seven and a half years, Klal Yisrael gathers together and they celebrate the completion of Shas. Whose idea was this? Anybody know? Who started Daf Yomi? Or Rashi? Rav Haigoin? The Chsam Soifer? Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai with the Luchais and he said, let's go, let's start learning Daf Yomi. It's an infant of an idea. It's a brand new idea. There are people alive today who remember of Meir Shapiro. One man had an idea, and because of that one idea, millions and millions and millions of black Gemara and hours of learning have been accomplished. But who gave Mayor Shapiro the idea of that Yemi? Where did he get it from? You know the story? But Mayor Shapiro was nine years old. His parents hired a tutor to learn with him. They were supposed to start the day after Pesach. The Rebbe didn't show up. So for one day, Mayor Shapiro didn't learn. So that night he sees his mother crying. He says, Mama, farvas veinstu. Mommy, why are you crying? What, what do I do now? She said, Mayor, you didn't learn today. You don't know what a day of learning means. You don't get it. So Ramir Shapiro may have been the father of the Dafyoimi. But Mrs. Shapiro, Ramir Shapiro's mother, was the mother of the Dafyoimi. So you have to understand that the role that you have in Klal Yisrael is not also part of building the Torah, but is the primary role in building the Torah. It's first Koisoima Lebeis Yaakov, and only then Vesaget Lebnei Yisrael. So I want to share with you two brief ideas, two very powerful ideas about uh, the importance of Limana Torah and the role of Limana Torah in our lives. And as a session, this will give us a deeper appreciation for the Yom Tov of Kabbalah Satayra. So yesterday I had this chus to speak in Yeshiva Darche Torah. Big place, you know that? Big place. But actually, it was for the third grade. So, 
I brought in a jar of honey. Okay. We know that there's a, a, a minhag on Shavuos to eat milchiks, yeah? Most people have some kind of milchiks over the course of Shavuos. The original re, uh, reason to eat milchiks on Shavuos, the very first reason brought in the Mefarshim by the Kolbai, a Rishayim, is actually, it says in Shir Hashirim, the Torah is Devash Bechalav Tachas L'Shaynech. Honey and milk under your tongue. That the Torah is so delicious, it's like honey and milk. Anybody know what's the first letter of the Torah? Bez. What's the last letter of the Torah? Lamed. Good. Li Yisrael, Lamed. What are the middle letters of the Torah? So, Daroish, Darash. The Shin of the first Daroish, the Dalet of the second Darash. Then, Gochain, the Ches and the Vav. So, you take the first letter, Bez, the last letter, Lamed, the middle letters, Vav and Ches, Shin and Dalet, says Chsam Soifer, Devash V'chalav. The Torah is through and through, milk and honey. It's so delicious, it's so sweet. You know, the Chafetz Chaim said that the reason Torah is compared to honey is as follows. Do you know that honey is the most powerful substance known to man? It looks innocuous, it looks, it looks like it can't do anything. It's actually the most powerful substance known. You take honey, and you put a piece of bread in the honey, the bread will dissolve and it will disappear. And within an hour, it won't be there anymore. And if you don't believe it, the third grade in Darche tried it yesterday. I, was, I didn't stick around for the experiment, but my, the report is it worked. You put, a, you put a hamburger in honey, and you leave it there long enough, it will dissolve and disappear. And if you eat the honey, you will not be fleshic. If you take a piece of chazer treif and you put it in the honey, the Chafetz Chaim Paskins in Likutei Halachis, that after enough time, the piece of treif will dissolve, disappear, and you're allowed to eat the honey. Ask your local, ask Rabbi Reisman, but that's what the Chafetz Chaim Paskins. Says the Chafetz Chaim, why is Torah compared to honey? Because Torah is transformative. You could have an individual with difficult character, bad midas, angry, jealous, arrogant, and they immerse themselves in Torah, and the Torah sweetens them, it transforms them, it elevates them, it turns them into actual honey. tzadik, says the Chavetz Chaim. It could kasher a person, but you got to be immersed. You got to be in it. You can't be like half in and half out. If part of the hamburger is out of the honey, nothing's happening. But you immerse yourself in Torah, it's transformative. It changes your life. It changes your personality. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you feel. It changes who you are. But I want to share with you one more idea. This idea, I, I believe, is virtually unknown. And it's certainly not discussed. The Gemara tells us in Psachim that Rabbi Yosef really liked the Yom Tif of Shavuos. Rabbi Yosef would say on Shavuos, make me a juicy steak. You like steak? I like steak. Rabbi Yosef would eat steak on Shavuos. He says, Avdi li egla tilsa. Make for me a fat piece of meat. 
he would say, Eli Hayoimos, not for today. I'd be just a regular person. Rashi says, if not for Shavuos, I'd be a regular person. But because of Shavuos, listen to the one word of Rashi. Nisroi Mamti, I've become elevated. The Gemara continues, Rav Sheshes would review his learning every 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, he would climb up to the top of the ship. And he would say, I learned for you. I learned Mishnayis for you. Very interesting. So Rav Sheshes would talk to himself. And he would say, Rav Sheshes, you know why you've devoted yourself to learning? You do it for you. I learn Chumash for you. I learn Mishnah for you. So the Gemara interjects, what? That's, is, that, is that the right thing to do? Don't we know that if a person learns Torah, they uphold the entire world? They keep the whole world going? Why was Rav Sheshis learning for himself? He should have learned for the whole world. Says the Gemara, Meikara ki avid inish, adaita denafshei ka Simply, in the beginning, when you learn, you should learn for yourself. But what does the Gemara mean in the beginning? Was Rav Sheshis a beginner? Rav Sheshis was a seasoned Amoira. He's not a beginner. Why does the Gemara say in the beginning, when you learn, you should learn for yourself? So I want to tell you a chidosh nifla. Most people think there are two kinds of mitzvahs. So you daven, it's bein adam ha'makam, you're connecting to the Rebbein Shalom. And you do chesed, it's bein adam you're connecting to your fellow yid. On the flip side, someone who serves Avoid Zara, he's disconnecting from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Somebody kills, they're disconnecting from their friend. Says the Gra in Adar Selio, there are three kinds of mitzvahs. There's Beinadam Lamakoim, there's Beinadam Lachaveroi, and then there's Tamatayra. And Tamatayra is not Beinadam Lamakoim. And Talmud Torah is not Bein Odom It's the flip side of Arayos, says the Quran. It's the flip side of debased behavior. It says in Mishlei, one who acts in a low manner destroys their own soul. Mashchis Nafshai. Says the Quran, Limarat Torah is what we call a third category, Bein Adam La'atzmai. It's between you and yourself. What does that mean? I thought when I learned Torah, I'm connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I thought I'm helping the whole world. Says the Gra, no! When the Gemara says Me'ikara in the beginning, it doesn't mean in the beginning. Me'ikara means fundamentally. Fundamentally, why do we learn Torah? L'nafsheh, for your own soul. Rav David Kayin, the Rosh Shiva of Hebron, one of the G'dali Yisrael today, explains as follows. When you daven, yeah, you're connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're, you're improving your relationship with Hashem. When you do chesed, you're coming close to your friend. But you're missing ikr chaser menasefer. You're missing the main thing. The main thing is you! HaKadosh Baruch Hu blew a neshama into you. The neshama has endless ability, infinite potential, infinite possibility, what you could accomplish with your life, who you could be, the chesed you could do in your life, the impact you could make on the world, the kindness you could show to the world, 
The difference you could make. How do you access the greatness that lay dormant within you? How do you pull it out? How do you tap into it? How do you maximize who you could become? There's only one way. Talmud Torah is ben adam la'atzmai. How do you become a higher individual? How do you become more meroimim? How do you become more elevated? Says Rabbi Yosef, if not for the umtif of Shavuos, kama yoisi ika b'shuka, I'd be a regular individual. But now through the Torah, nisroimamti, I become elevated. Meikara, fundamentally, why does a person learn? They learn because otherwise they could just remain Akiva, an ordinary individual, an average individual. And they could leave 99% of their ability, capability, talent, and possibility for greatness dormant with inside them forever. And Talmud Torah is the key that unlocks the potential to unleash you. Bain Adam Le'atzmai. And therefore, on Shavuos, you got to enjoy it. Because it's about what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given you personally. It's the ability for a person to maximize their potential. So yes, you know, when a person learns Torah, they uphold the whole world. There's no question. We believe that. Chaim Velazhner says that's why they're time zones. Without time zones, so back in the day, everyone was in Eretz Yisrael, and there were always people learning 24 hours a day. But... We're not on that madrig anymore. Sashem scattered Klal Yisrael all over the world through time zones, so there's always someone learning Torah. But if for a moment there would be time, you know the Chassam Soifer writes, why are there two days of Purim? Some people celebrate the 14th, some the 15th, because people don't learn a lot on Purim. If everyone would have the same Purim, the world couldn't exist. So Rebbein Shem had a stagger Purim. But that's true. We certainly learn to uphold the world, but that's not fundamentally the reason we learn. Fundamentally, a person learns because they can never be what they're capable of without, really, the divine gift of Talmud Torah. The neshama yearns for Torah. The neshama thirsts for Torah. There's nothing... Now somebody asks, you know, what is it? Why do people want this? There is nothing that people want in this world more than Talmud Torah. Toiras Hashem Temima Meshivas Nafesh. Personal happiness, personal tranquility, personal satisfaction, the ability to grow, the ability to maximize who you are is available through the great gift of Talmud Torah. So I thank you very much for a few short a short segment to share with you some thoughts about the Yom Tov of Shavuos. I wish you all bracha v'hatzlacha in your limudim and in all of your endeavors. And Chag Kasher Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.